And welcome back, Fungo Banner fans, to another episode of your Pacific Northwest Fungo Banner podcast. I am Eric Sorensen, about to be joined by Kelly Gow and Jason Jarrett here any minute now for another episode, growing the Fungo Banner family tonight. Guys, ladies, listeners, Scott Parrish, head high school baseball coach at Colfax High School there in Colfax, Washington. Great dive into his program, small school baseball. You know, you got a couple B-school coaches here on the pod as host, and we get to bring in one of our colleagues from the B-school level. Excited to have Scotty on, but before we come on, we have to give away some free merchandise. And if you haven't seen it on Twitter, we'll do a Facebook one here soon. For everybody that liked, followed, and retweeted us, we're going to give away some swag. So you know what? I got this little picker wheel going right here. Here, let's just spin it real quick and see who the winner is. Oh, here we go. Looks like Ryan Leonardton, head coach. AM Consolidated Baseball and College Station, according to the Twitter. Ryan, congratulations. I will be reaching out soon for a shirt and a hat. Guys, stay tuned. Follow us on all our social media for any giveaways. Hats, shirts, maybe a coach's jacket coming up here soon. I don't know. We'll see how we're feeling. But congratulations, coach. We will be sending that out shortly as soon as we get a hold of you. Thank you to Devo Bats, the official fungo of the Fungo, fungo Banner podcast. Check them out. Give them, give a reach out. Give them a contact. I just got my staff fungos in. Uh, the guys love them. They turned out great, personalized. Thank you to Safeguard out of the Tri-Cities. They made the gear that we're going to be sending to Coach Leonardton here so, shortly. So please give us a follow. Please get on iTunes. Please rate and review us. The more ratings we get, the more it gets out there and people can follow us. Appreciate that. Keep growing this family. Love what we're doing. Love our fans that are listening and reaching out to us. Hopefully everybody's getting some baseball season starting up right away. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on Scotty Parrish, head coach, Colfax High School. All right, Banner fans, we're back with our guest for the week. We're excited to have him on. The guy that has the best tailgate in Pullman, Scott Parrish, head coach at Colfax High School. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you having me. Uh, I'm not lying about the tailgate thing because I, I was missing it dearly on my one trip to Pullman a year. So big shout out to you there. Right I away, that. <laughs> we always ask our guests the first hard-hitting question. What's your favorite fungo? Uh, right now the SSK I'm swinging like a, it's, it's pretty small SSK, but I, uh, been swinging that one for a bunch of years, broke my other one in half. So replaced it with a new one. That's my, that's my go-to. If I, if I need to, uh, step up, step up, uh, for like any out or no, for like situations and, and hit some balls in the gap, I'll, I'll get a bigger SSK, but that's what I've been swinging. Beautiful. Well, Scotty, talk us through your path in baseball as a player and then what led you through into the coaching world and what got you to where you are today? Uh, Pat, you know, started out playing at Colfax High School. Um, I went to Central first out of high school because I didn't really have any options and we had some family connections there. The Des gave me an opportunity and uh, I flipped I flipped from being an infielder to a kind of turning into a pitcher, I guess. Um, and then I guess by the end of my senior year, we, or my, excuse me, my freshman year, we saw that I probably needed a little more development to become a pitcher. Um, cause I'd always been a pr- primarily a third baseman. And so that's when I, I made my way over to big Bend community college to play for Donnie and Dave Keith and Garth, um, played there for two years, kind of became a pitcher there i'd say kind of i still never really fully embraced that i always feel like i'm an infielder but uh through there you know we turned that's when i turned into a side armor through uh dave haverlo and, and dez's input switched me from an overhand over the top guy to uh coming out of that kind of side slot that quarter squat three-quarter squat and uh played there for two years nothing <laughs> Nothing worth bragging about, except I enjoyed it. I loved every second of it. Some of those guys are still some of my favorite coaches, some of my best friends. I love Moses Lake, um, and I played there for two years. And then I made my way back to Central when I kind of figured out sort of how to pitch, I guess. I still wasn't really that good at it, but uh, made it back to Central, played for Lloyd and Dez over there, 
Um, again, nothing statistically worth bragging about, but I, I loved playing out there. I guess I like towns that have heavy winds. Uh, <laughs> both of them, you know, I, they both blew out of right pretty well, and I, I was not exactly dominant against the left-handers, so I probably could have picked better towns to play in, but I like playing at Central. I enjoyed it. Same thing. I made a lot of great friends there. A lot of guys from Big Bend end up at Central Country and myself. Yeah. It's a normal uh, path. <laughs> so that was my college. That was my high school into college path um, from Central to Big Bend to Central. And then when I finished, I my plan was just to kind of coach with my dad and see where life took me. And started out coaching with him, was there off and on always kind of found my way back to Colfax after living in a couple of different towns. I lived in Vegas, lived in Seattle, but my heart kept pulling back to baseball and it didn't hurt that the bait Colfax was pretty good at the time. So I kept wanting to get back because I kind of wanted to get involved with the potential state championship type team. So I would always somehow make my way back in the spring. Uh, and then right in there somewhere, but I think 2011 is when I took over the summer series uh, and was able to, kind of have i won't call it a job but sustain a, the option to to continue coaching and not have to like i was i knew that that was the route i was going to take and i was whether i got a teaching degree or whether i was going to work for the city or what i was going to do that i was going to end up you know having coaching for uh or being able to coach at uh at colfax and that was kind of the goal so took my two-year brief sabbatical and do college baseball which i didn't do a heck of a lot with i enjoyed that though i got to coach at big ben for a year and then i was on staff at washington state as a kind of like a grad assistant role operations person which was awesome because i'm a huge kook fan you guys know that um and and despite what most people think i'm a huge kook baseball fan like i love cougar baseball not just kooks it's always, you know, the football is the love for everybody, but I, I'm a Bobo Brayton guy. My brothers got to play there. I went to their, you know, Bailey Brayton growing up. Um, and remember the days when they had Sealy and Olerud and Hatterberg and all those greats. So being there was, was uh, quite the opportunity. Uh, and then when that came to an end, was able to get back on with Colfax, expand the Plus Summer Series. And that's when I ended up getting, you know, getting involved with CrossFit and, and making that my career. And now since I kind of own a couple of my own businesses, I can hopefully keep coaching at Colfax high school. That's, that's where the love is now. I've, I won't say I've had opportunities. I've had people mention like, Hey, you know, maybe you could move out here and do that stuff and help us coach, you know, community college levels or maybe be involved in that stuff or really get involved in summer stuff. But my heart is with the Bulldogs. I like coaching high school. I like being involved in summer in some capacity, but high school baseball is, is, is where I'm at now. And, and uh, that's usually what I'm thinking about when it's happening. And then pretty much all the off season, just thinking about the Bulldogs. So that's kind of how I got to this opportunity to, to be a head coach and be able to do it without having to use all my vacation days or miss games or miss practices because of work, that sort of thing. I'm kind of in a fortunate spot. Talk about that a little bit more about, you know, what is it about the high school game that you enjoy so much? Cause I know that all of us are sitting here biting at the, Buying at the bullet, wishing our season had started two weeks ago. I mean, what I think is it it's because I played for Colfax. Um, I've again, I'm, I've only coached at places that I've had some sort of history with, so I, it's hard to say that I wouldn't be able to enjoy it anywhere else. But one thing I love about the Bulldogs is we have a history. My dad was the coach forever. My brothers all played there. Um, we have a pretty good run of success and then you know it's hard to beat my you know being at mcdonald park i like being down there i think we're the, one of the luckiest teams in the state to have that field although now that i have to take care of it probably down, you know most of the time i'm not it's not as lucky anymore uh because i just left there and i was freezing and you know trying to edge lines but you know I, that's it is it's home now it's it's I, and i think being a, i think coming being a player into a fan, into a longtime coach, that's where you want to be as, as your home, your home baseball team, your home field, because uh, that's, you know, that's where your pride is. That's where, you, where you've been the longest. So that's that's why for me. And I, I, I guess I won't say specifically high school. I'll just say Colfax High School. That's where my love lies. 
Guy, talk about uh, you know you mentioned Dad, long time, long time coach. Had a chance to probably play for him, you and your brothers, and those type of things. Having the opportunity to be the the next coach after him, I know there's pressures, there's you know <laughs> comparisons, there's was it the same? Is it different? You know, obviously you do things maybe a little bit different than Pops did, different personalities, all those things. Talk about the good and bad of that transition and, and what you've kind of learned throughout the process of, of being that new head coach at Colfax. Well, I, I don't I don't want to make him sound too legendary. He is a Hall of Famer, so what's the, the saying is don't be the guy after the guy, be the guy after the guy after the guy. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have a choice. I was – I was with that guy for 11 years, so it was going to go to me probably uh, unless I didn't want it. Um, it was an easy transition. It really was. He let me do a lot of stuff and, and he, you know, he did that. He was on the field, you know, he'd get down there way earlier than I would get on the field, make sure it was ready. We'd go over, you know, whatever we wanted to go practice, but he let me do a lot of that stuff. He let me run the practice and it, I always thought he was just like pawning stuff off onto me, but he was letting me learn how to become a head coach. So when the day came, I wasn't, you know, wide eyed on the that first week of practice. Like, Oh shoot, I got to order baseball. Is that, I got to get belts. I got to make sure we do fundraising. So I, he was, he was hundred percent the head coach. He was the man, but he, he was letting me learn how to be a head coach. So that part wasn't that bad. Uh, I missed having him around because he was pretty funny. Um, he's a really good coach. I've never met anybody relate to his players better than my dad. I, and I mean that like he is a renaissance man. Like I, he could talk about rebuilding a Cadillac engine with one kid, fishing with another kid, Gonzaga basketball with another kid, singing in the church choir with a kid. Like every kid had a different reason outside of baseball to love him and then go with baseball so he was that part was i was always gonna have a hard time probably repl <clears throat> replacing him in that regard uh, the transition again wasn't horribly tough because he had prepared me for it um and allowed me to prepare myself for it too uh, and not only that uh he left and this i'm not trying to rub you the wrong way jason he left on a a state championship <laughs> um and the second year, the year or the next year when he turned it over to me, I mean, I won't say, I'm not going to say anything negative about the, the, the 2017 team ever. Cause that's one of my favorite groups. Um, but we, he left me pretty loaded. Like he left that, he left the cabinet pretty full, maybe even a better team. Um, as far as our top heavy, like our, our star players, we lost a really good leader in Danny the year before also our best player, but a true, like he kind of kept us all together. He was like a, he was wise beyond his years type of kid. Uh, but that 2018 team, I, I was pretty confident we were going to repeat just because of how much talent we had. Now we ran into a little bit of a buzzsaw and a kid by the name of Logan Mercado, <laughs> who was throwing 90. Uh, and I don't care how good your team is. That's tough to beat. Um, and he's on Jason's team, a great team. Um, we've got some good games against those guys, but um, he left a, that like, again, that transition was easy because we were, we were 22 and two, I think the next year. So that part was easy. <clears throat> I miss, like, I loved coaching with them. I had a great time coaching. I certainly miss having them down there taking care of the field for practice. Cause now I have to do that. Um, but uh, the transition wasn't that bad um, because I was prepared for it. I've been around him for 11 years. I've coached for a long time. Um, and so moving from one team to the next wasn't, it wasn't too difficult. Uh, trying to, now we got, we got trying to live it up to it and then keep it going is, is what's going to be, you know, can, can we keep that, that success going, those years of success going? I think we can, and I, and I hope we can. We got a soap in our league who's tough um, always. And, uh, but I think, I think we're one of the few schools in country and, and Jason could attest to this, that it, B baseball, there's lots of good teams out there, but consistently across the board, it's probably third most popular out of the football, basketball, baseball for almost every school. Like, you know, basketball reigns supreme football is probably two and baseball is probably most schools 
you know, third, fourth favorite, most popular, most kids type of sport. So, and it may not, and probably is the case in Colfax too, but we still have a, a pretty good amount of kids that turn out. A lot of good athletes turn out. I always am, one of my favorite things is like when the starting quarterbacks on the baseball team, <laughs> point guards on the baseball, there's a good look, you know, that little kids look up to those guys and, you know, maybe they'll think to play baseball too. So just trying to keep that going, keep us in the hunt every year. I know we're not going to win state every year. I know we're not going to go to final four every year, but if we can maintain consistency and, you know, stay in a league hunt and a district title hunt and playoff type hunt, then uh, I'll, I'll have lived up to, you know, what he built and what he created and kept it going in that, that right direction. Hopefully that's the plan anyways. Well, you know, Scott, we, we were just kind of getting started with the spring season, you know, it, it's uh, before we know it, we got summer coming forward here. Can you tell us a little bit what's good, what are the plans for you guys for this summer? And maybe also talk to us uh, a little bit about the blue summer series coming up. Like my high school kids, what they're going to do this summer? Yeah, and then kind of talk to us a little bit about the Palouse Summer Series and what that's yeah, all about. Absolutely. You guys offer uh, through that? Most, you know, our kids will play Legion. It, it, we didn't even have enough kids for a AAA Legion team this year. So the kids that are going to be this year still have aspirations to play college baseball. We'll find them, you know, places and play, places to play. I think we've got some places in Lewiston for those kids to play. The rest of the kids will that want to play summer baseball and we've lost that interest is down. We'll play Legion baseball. Um, and then we have, again, we started that youth organizations 10 to 14, which overlaps with a little bit of high school and we'll have a couple kids in that. So I coach Babe Ruth. It's more about just teaching the fundamentals, making sure these kids have an understanding when they get to high school, what kind of program we run really little things uh, that they may may not have gotten coached like again i was teasing but like a secondary lead you know coming set that that sort of stuff and then learning you know where to be on cuts and relays so i'll coach the babe Ruth team you know with whatever rules wia lets us do it with um and then the summer series you know some of our kids will play in it they'll play on teams in it um but it's that'll be I mean, I hope that that, I hope it takes place. Um, one of the big things of that is, you know, the availability to use Washington state's field as a site. Um, and I'm not going to comment on that for the most part. Uh, but if, if that, if things keep progressing the way they do and, and we feel like things are going to open up and, um, if we can get on there, we'll have, a, we'll have a full slate that falls under whatever COVID guidelines they, they allow. And if that means no fans, so be it. It's about the kids getting on WSU's field playing um you know last summer before the shutdown it was supposed to be 120 teams it was supposed to be eight weekends it was probably the best most talented teams I have and one of my goals one of my biggest goals for the blue summer series to put the best teams in if I can um you know, goal one is community, making making sure we're bringing people to town, to our small town when the Cougs students are gone. And then the other one that's right there, 1A, 1B, would be putting the talent in front of Washington State. So they get, you know, they can see these guys without having to leave. And so these kids can see their, you know, their, their school. They can see it when it's sunny. They can, uh, they can get on the field and get excited about, you know, potentially being a Cougs someday. And no, it's not my job, but it, it's a point of pride because I love the Cougs. So, um, again, this summer we'll see, I, I'm trying not to talk too much about it cause I don't want to jinx it. If we don't, if it, you know, we have a COVID type summer, knock on wood, um, we'll adjust and, and just do some small stuff at Colfax and make it work and get some baseball in, in that regard. So it's good. I don't know. I'm trying not <laughs> trying to be positive, but also, uh, not get ahead of myself if that makes sense the people that are listening right now that may have never heard about the blue summer series on a normal year talk us through what that looks like with no covid going on okay um it's going to be the first weekend after uh state baseball would be for washington so you know usually like hopefully i only get a week of real prep for it because I'm, you know, our view advanced, but that's, that's not always the case. Um, usually I start off with a small eight 
couple eight team tournaments back to back, eight, 12 teams, maybe depending on, you know, how popular it is just because June hasn't been great the last bunch of years. Um, so I don't want to just send teams packing or get them one game and, and, and send out a bunch of refunds, that sort of stuff. But smaller, if we have to deal with weather, we can make it work. So let's say 13 U uh, tournament to start, then maybe a 14 U, and then I'll feel more comfortable, especially with school too. You got to, every year I, everybody signs up and, and gets really excited about coming over. And then, you know, they tell me they can't play on Fridays. And I'm, you know, I just have to remind them, like, it's on, it's on a Friday. I can't fit everybody in on Saturday and have you home before midnight on Sunday for school, you know, Monday. So you got to, if, if you can, half day on Friday and make sure they're doing their homework on the ride over. But um, so we'll go 14, 14, 14 or 13, 14, maybe like a 17 U tournament. And then by the end of June, it's, it's pretty open. I'll, I'll jump out with those big tournaments for the 19 U teams. Kelly's been to a bunch of them. Um, 16 and 20, 20 team tournaments at three or four different sites. Wazoo, you know, hopefully being, it has always been our premier site. Colfax has kind of been our number two and we, and we keep it in pretty good shape during the summer to make sure that if they can't get, to, if they can't get a game on Wazoo, that it's not a horrible alternative. And then occasionally I get LCSC involved too. Um, and the LC twins will be a host team. And one of the, one of the parts and other, I guess the agreements is that they'll, they'll host games at uh, LCSC's Harris field, which is, one of my favorite places to go under the lights. I think it's wonderful down there. Lewiston's a great town. It's a great, it's, it's great weather down there in baseball. And, uh, you know, that's, that's a good bait. That's just a good baseball town in my opinion. So anytime we can include them as a, as a site, then you're, I, I think ours, our tournaments, you know, second to none with Washington state LCSC and then, and then Colfax as a third field. And then, uh, by the time, you know, by the time we get to mid late July, I'm, it's usually winding down this year. It's not going to be, I have a pretty big tournament to close things out. I got some youth tournaments this year that we're going with uh, some 12 U, 11 U, 10 U stuff that I haven't had a lot of success with at least organizing. But uh, I, th I think that's a, a route that the Blue summer series is going to take. Cause I, I got involved with it last year. It worked out really well. It's a lot easier to run <laughs> compared to the, you don't need, you don't need a pack 12 field uh, to run it although I'd prefer a pac field, but, um, so we'll do that. So this summer, if it goes as planned or pretty close to as planned, we'll start June 4th and finish July 22nd, 25th with a pretty big 16 U tournament. Um, and that's what a normal summer would look like about seven or eight tournaments every single weekend. You know, I haven't done anything fun on 4th of July for about <laughs> 10 years. My hoop fest game is, is not good anymore. Um, I don't golf and I usually don't get to the lake until August. So, um, I'm usually at McDonald park all summer long. That's, that's what my summer looks like for a blue summer series, which is fine. There's worse places to be. Yeah, Scotty. I think, I think, uh, you mentioned, you know, team that I brought over there a couple of times. And I think what's missing in that summer circuit is that true tournament feel that we all played with growing up. Right. It's, a lot of stuff over here is spread out amongst multiple high schools. Very rarely do you get a scoreboard, do you get an announcer, do you get announcements, but like going over to a tournament like that destination place, it almost feels has that feel to it, right? There's a buzz. You might get some butterflies as a player or even a coach playing under the lights. And it's a, it's a huge value added to, to be able to do something like that. And obviously put on a great job and or great show. And, um, if anyone's listening, check it out sometime. It's I, I don't. It's been a long time since I've been to a tournament as a coach, or you know, with with, with the exception of state tournaments. But I think our our state does a good job of that. But uh, somebody mentioned something similar to that, and I won't just in case he doesn't want his name out there. But it was a local coach, a good buddy of mine, one of my favorite summer coaches, and he said that uh, he he said, you know, I this is my this is my favorite tournament to come to. And I was like, yeah, it's not so bad playing it. Washington State. He was like, I, I don't, that part's great because we go to tournaments that don't have scoreboards, that don't have doesn't you have music playing the whole time. You guys rechalk the field between every game. You rake the mound. You fix the mound. You rake the bullpens. I was, and I was kind of blown away because 
I just thought that's how it was. I, I didn't know I could get away with murder. Uh, you know, so maybe I won't rake anything anymore. No, but that's the point of pride. Like, I'll hire. I got Colfax Bulldog kids. I got college kids. I usually get a cougar too that, you know, isn't you know working. You know, needs some, you know some summer work. And, and as long as it's cleared with the with the school, then they'll come over and and they do an awesome job. And, and you know, my favorite guys. Well, they're all my favorite guys, but the you know sometimes the best guys to get are those JUCO guys that have two years of fixing you know <laughs> Walla Walla Field or Big Ben's Field. They got, yep, they're no yeah they're no stranger to a rake, a broom, a hose, a mound. You know, you know we places between every games. Um, again, Wazoo, you don't have to do anything. You just snap your fingers and it's it's ready to go. Make sure the dugout's nice and clean. Um, but we try to make sure that the ambiance for the fans, we're selling T-shirts, we got concessions going, that sort of stuff. That it's it looks like kind of those a true a true tournament. That's that's the goal, anyways. I want people to enjoy themselves when they're here, and and typically they do. And and if they don't, they let me know. So uh, yeah, that's that's definitely part of it. Well, Scott, we're gonna roll into our seventh inning stretch portion of the podcast today, and. And you talked quite a bit about it already, but, you know, being small town USA, right, and building B-school programs. And Colfax is always one that when you see them on the schedule or they come up in your regional draw, it's like, oh, we, we got to make sure we're on our, our A game today because it's, it's, a, it's a program that has history and they've sustained it for so long. You know, what are some of the things that have been so crucial for you guys to sustain that winning tradition at Colfax? It started, you know, I'm trying not to just steal my dad's speeches. Um, it kind of started with Coach Paulson. He, he got the ball rolling with a group of kids that my dad and, and another guy named Steve Warwick truly kind of turned into baseball kids. Colfax is a, it's a basketball town, and that's okay. It's a football town probably a little bit more than baseball too, and that's okay too. I played, well, let me rephrase that. I was on the football and basketball team. I didn't really play. Um, but I love Colfax basketball, baseball. I love all the Colfax athletics, um, but baseball probably wasn't super popular. Um, and then those guys got involved. My dad and, and Steve Warwick in the eighties took a group of really good athletes and, and at least instilled it in them that this is also important that you can play football and basketball, but you can play baseball too. And it can be important. And coach Paulson took over the program in the late eighties. And that's when it changed. And again, I'm not going to, Hopefully, you know, I'm not going to go digging into archives. I know that the playoff runs for Colfax, and it was different then, probably not as many teams, but not a, there wasn't a bunch. I looked back, and, and I only saw us in the state tournament once or twice, maybe two or three times back to the 70s. And then from, I'd say, 89 till when Paulson retired, I think he, he took them like six or seven times. So it started there with creating the interest, getting – getting the kids here in town, the, the good athletes to, to realize that, Hey, you, you can, you can be great at basketball. It can be your favorite sport. You can be great at football. It can be your favorite sport. You can be great at wrestling it can be your favorite sport. Uh, you can be the number one cross country runner it can be your favorite sport, whatever, but you can still play baseball and play it hard. And, and it can be an important sport to you. Uh, even if it's not your favorite and you guys can be good at it. And that's where it really started. Coach Paulson resigned in 97 and turned over to my dad. And if my dad loves baseball. He's going to, he's not, he'll, he'll get on kids to get him to play. He'll drive every kid in the town to the little league game with a suburban crawling with people. Um, and that's where really, again, he kind of got it going with coaching little league, coaching pony league, building fields, spending all of his time on our old field, picking rocks and making sure it was something that kids wanted to go out and play on that it wasn't uh you know that someone tried i guess would be a good a good way to put it he spent a lot of time working on our old field i mean maybe as much as this field and it was it didn't have quite the look that the new place has but he didn't treat it any differently um and those kids wanted to be there now it didn't hurt about five years in that he had a really talented group of kids and won a bunch of games i got a couple state championships um but that helped you know that that along with whatever happened in the 90s out blossom this interest not just to the kids but now parents you know wanted their kids to eventually be state championship bulldogs and 
Um, so we had a lot more people involved in coaching and, and, and the coaching got really good there for the youth levels. And, you know, we're trying to continue that uh, here and, and helping getting that going and getting those numbers up. Um, but I think, I mean, really, it, it, stems, it just kind of stems back to my dad and, and all the stuff that he did and all the stuff that guys like Coach Paulson put in and, and Steve Warwick put in and, and all the guys that helped my dad. They, they kind of created a, a real culture here that, that people are excited about, they think is important, and throw in the fact that we have a nice field. People want to be involved in that. I mean, they don't want to do the work as much as maybe I want them to do, but kids don't have any problem getting on rakes, getting on edges, getting on picking rocks and that sort of stuff. So there is a little bit of a culture here. I still think we're a basketball town. I still think we're a football town. And, you know, Coach Deering's our volleyball coach, and she's got like 30 state titles. So she's the she reigns supreme around here, but uh, but uh, we, we have a little bit of a, a culture now, I think, and 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 to to keep it going, you just you gotta put your, my I gotta put my time in at the youth levels. I gotta be the vice president of youth league. I you know I have a youth league meeting tomorrow night. I gotta coach the Babe Ruth team. I gotta put on camps for little kids and make them wear you know get them into Colfax Bulldog baseball shirts so someday they're excited to to do that, that stuff and, and, and want to be a part of our program. Uh, you know, I told, I, I don't think I'm allowed to do this, but I told our idea is like I, every kid in the school that wants to be a manager from whatever age is eligible can be a manager. I don't, they can all come out. I'll find something, I'll put them in the corner, make them play home run derby for a half hour every day. Um, if it makes them want to be a bulldog at some point in their life, because you know, the last thing I ever want is to see us in a, a situation where we only have nine kids turn out or eight kids turn out. And, and uh, it was because of lack of effort. So that's, you just got to keep them interested. It's tough to do. Um, and I don't ever want to get to a te- to, to a situation where we're only one team, but if that happens, that happens too. We just, we just got to keep kids interested. We have enough kids and, um, and m- me getting involved at the lower levels and getting the right people involved is, is what it's going to take. So. Scott, do you feel a sense of pressure from the community to have winning seasons for, you know, year in, year out? Do you do have a sense of like, if we don't make it to that final four, do the, or is your community more of, you know, we want to see these boys go out and be successful and be huge community service leaders. Um, you know, I mean, just in the dynamic of a, of a small town, yeah, you do have, yeah. everybody knows everybody, you know, here in the Trace Cities, we have a larger community, you know, of course, you know, if you do well, you're going to be kind of somewhat known, but it's not this sense of like, you have to have this pressure of winning. Well, I haven't, I've only had two years as a head coach and they were okay. They were good enough. Uh, so I haven't had that pressure yet. I, I, I don't want to say this the wrong way. <laughs> I don't think baseball is, I think most people just have that the baseball coach will coach the baseball team, make sure that, you know, the field looks all right. But I think the, I mean, I really think the pressure in our town lies in as other sports. Like there's coaches here that have, that have pressure, that have parents probably consistently on them that probably, you know, have school pressure on maybe not school pressure, but the school is getting pressure from the outside. I, I don't think that's the case for baseball. And I don't think it's, again, I, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I just don't think it's that important to most people. Uh, and again, that's, that might be the wrong way to put it, but um, I think, I think there, I think it'd be a lot harder to be the basketball coach here personally, or the football coach or uh, the volleyball coach or the girls basketball coach, that sort of stuff. I think they have more pressure than I do. Um, I really do. I think I, I get, a lot of, and they may not, I could be wrong. I don't, I don't, but they don't vent to me. I don't vent to them. Uh, I think we have a really good community. I think we're, I, again, you guys coaching communities, B levels. I don't, I think it's almost second to none. I mean, I, that state championship game we played, we played you guys, both communities completely packed that field. It was loud. And that's, that's what we kind of look like at a you know, game in Ritzville too. Uh, or a game uh, up at Northwest Christian. We have our fans travel. Our parents have snacks in the dugout. We, you know, we don't have any issues um, fundraising. We don't have any issues getting volunteers to help. Um, so I don't, I don't want to say no yet, Jason, because I'm. If I have a bad year, I can, 
come back. I can I can come back on this question if we have like a a nine and eleven year, and I've got a whole bunch of college baseball players. Then there might be some pressure. Uh, but right now, it hasn't. I haven't had that. I, I think people are just thankful that um, that some you know that I was able to take it over for my dad because they they wanted to see it continue going in the right direction. But we'll see, I guess. <laughs> Cody, I know you got lights there. Do you, do you play most of your Colfax High School games under the lights? You guys play mostly day games. You think that that might be a reason why fan support might differ? I know football and basketball play, you know, mostly pretty late games. You guys play at the night mostly or you play mostly day now, games? Uh, all day games for yep. high school for the most. We played some under the lights. It is, it's more, it, it gets really moist down there. Like a lot of moisture comes up from the water table and the grass gets pretty dewy at night. And also it gets real cold down there at night prior to July. So night games are not, I mean, like I said, I just left down there and it's March. I get it, but it went from sunny and delightful to freezing cold and windy in about five minutes. So <laughs> we, we've, we've used, we've used the lights for high school stuff before we will, we've offered our field up for districts this year, whatever we're going to call our district tournament and, and be allowed to do. Um, so they'll, it'll get involved again, but we haven't used it. Um, not a lot just because of how cold and, and damp it gets down there and it can, it can get real messy. The, the dirt gets muddy, that sort of stuff, but it is nice to have it for those summer, that summer stuff. It's nice to have it um, late in our seasons when I want to practice a little bit later, hit under the lights, the kids get a kick out of that. Um, just going BP under the lights is a good feeling too. So. You know, Scott, we're kind of in a, this COVID return, you know, from this crazy pandemic we've all been through. So we're kind of balancing from sport to sport here. But how do you guys manage on a normal year with your athletes? I mean, I know in a small community or small school, you know, at Tracy Prep, we have a lot of three-sport athletes. And by the time they get to baseball, either the, <laughs> they're excited to be there or they're just, just barely, you know, getting two <laughs> feet on the field. So how do you guys manage that at Colfax? And how do you get your guys excited by the time, you know, spring hits? And, of course, you're talking about the weather. You know, you're transitioning from the winter. Of course, in that Palouse area, you guys get some gnarly weather coming through. Um, but how do you get your guys motivated and excited to be out there, ready to hit the ground running? I try to use the other sports. Uh, hopefully hopefully they had success in their other sports. And, and you can breed off that a little bit. And be like, like, you know, why don't, let's, finish, let's finish what we're doing. It, they hopefully they come in excited that seems to be the case most of the time i don't have a a ton of uh that tired feeling that worn out feeling i really don't uh, that much at least not that i notice um and then if it's the other way around if it's if it, they came off a rough basketball season or a rough football season or a rough wrestling season you can you can use that a little bit too you can you can say to the basketball team, you know, this is our shot to get back at a Soton or St. George's, you know, we have a pretty tough basketball league. So that one's never an issue. Any of the basketball guys, I can usually find a St. George player or a Soton or Northwest Christian type team. That's had a really good season, uh, you know, battled our basketball kids pretty well. And then I can use You know, Hey, this guy's knocked you out of districts. Like this is the same dude right here that had 20 and 10 on you in the paint. Let's, you know, this is your opportunity to, to show them that baseball is our sport, it's your sport, uh, and that that you know they have their chance in the winter, and now they're they're a they're a secondary team, and and we kind of we'll, we'll take the league and run the league. Uh, and I have used that. I mean, it was St. George, it was our one of our post players, and their post players squaring off, and I was like, that was a perfect example. So <laughs> I try to use that uh, these kids because they it's the truth though, and you guys know it too. The guy that guards the dude in basketball is the same guy that you know squares up with him as a receiver and db and in football is the same guy that he's facing on the mound in baseball or, or wrestling and there's all they see the same kids over and over and over again and so and a lot of times that can mean a couple different things they can turn into two buddy buddy which drives me crazy or and be like i, I didn't like him in hoops i didn't like him in you know, football I didn't like him wrestling, not personally, but I, you know, he's a, we're competitive guys and, and they'll get after each other a little bit. So, um, 
and then the other thing I, I try to use as much as I can, this been, it hasn't been super tough the last couple of years is because we've been okay. Like we've been solid. Like the truth is, and it's not, it's not me tooting my horn or really I haven't done anything to make it happen is, but the last five or six since 14, it's been realistic to say that we have a shot to play in a final four. Well, are we up now? Um, but we're close and that usually excites kids to say, Hey, you're going to, you're going to have that chance. Like you're going to be there. It's going to be something that's realistic. I'm not, I, and I try not to pick on anybody, but there are teams that don't get to say that and they don't get to say, Hey, hey we got a shot this year. If they do, their coach is probably lying to them, um, which is okay too. You got to get your guys pumped up the way you can. But I, I, I think I convey my message really well that, we really do have a shot most of the time. Um, are we better than Tri-Cities prep? No, but we're going to get a shot to play them. And if we get the shot to play them, there's no time limit in baseball. And there's rocks on the field that could launch a ball over a shortstop's head. And it could be slick at second and their fast guy could fall over. You know, baseball is a funny game. So to get just to breed that, idea in their mind that we can we actually do have a shot it's a real thing you could play for something that most teams don't get to talk about gets guys excited for the most part and and that's kind of what i use if i feel like we have a lull and if i you know sometimes it, even then there's still fishings on their mind or proms on their mind but we can we don't have i, I think the kids that we get really truly do want to be there so and that hopefully that's the case for you guys too because baseball can be real slow on a, a day that's got howling wind and two degree weather and nowhere to hit but outdoors so well talk to us a little bit about that for this season you know 2021 everybody's league's different you know certain leagues are already started like the ellensburg here's they're already practicing but we're a couple weeks away but talk about what's going to be like for your guys's league and then uh how are you guys going to wrap the season up for a playoff i'm format? trying not to be a big grump about it because i am happy we're going to play but my first year coach and i truly thought this group was going to be a group that was going to compete for a state title um i still think that and i that was before i realized you know what my freshman and sophomore class looked like which i think are pretty good um but i i i'm trying to just say hey you know we're and i have said it to them but i'm trying to say it to myself like let it go (laughs) that's not how it's gonna be and again i don't know that i don't i don't know what else is out there Uh, i just feel good about this group i think they're kind of i think they're talented i I think they're into baseball i think we have a lot we're gonna have a lot of players too um and a lot of guys fighting for spots um but what we're gonna do is, is we're gonna play we have a north and south in our division so we'll play everybody in our South division. And then we spot played a few teams from the North division based on proximity. So the kettle falls doesn't have to go to a Soton Chuila doesn't have to go to Soton. They'll play two of the more Northern teams in the South division and vice versa. Both leagues are going to go that way and play just Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. I think we have a jamboree that we're going to try to do it. If that's, that's allowed, I think it's allowed. And then a, and then we'll do, I think we left a weekend open because we know what weather is like down here. And then we'll do a, a district tournament. Originally, it was ones will face, twos will face, threes will face, and, and we'll go, we'll, call, we'll crown a champion. But I think now what they're going to allow us to do is maybe one versus two, one versus two, and then a little semifinal, which we'll host at Colfax. If, if At least I offered that, and I think it was accepted by everybody. Um and maybe do like a Friday, Saturday type thing. I don't know. I, I tell, I'm hoping that by then we can do something kind of like that. So it's a little more normal. It's a little more fun. We can crown a champion type thing. Um, and then the rest of the teams will still play. Like three will play three for their final game. Four, four, five, five, um, six, six. I think each team has, no, each league has five teams now. We lost a couple of teams down to B's this year. So just double headers. Um, the original plan was nobody outside of our league anyways. So we were like, this will work perfect. Um, and then we'll just try to track down now that I think we can get out of our league a little bit. We'll try to track down some JV games, um, locally play some of the other teams in our league JV. We got, I think we're going to have enough kids. I'm 
pretty certain we're gonna have enough kids. Um, and so we got to get them some games now too. So it's just going to be about playing. But I told them, I told the kids uh, when we visited a little bit, some of the kids that we got to hit with in one of the random summer 2.0s, <laughs> whatever, that uh, that's probably what we're going to get. We're going to get a league tournament shot. We're going to get a district tournament shot. And if that's it, then that then that's what our goal will be. And then that's what we'll aim for a 14 or 15 or 16 and 0 season, a district title. And then, um unceremoniously have to let our seniors move on to the, the next part of their life and they're good kids and they're going to do good things um start getting this next group ready it's going to be a pretty successful several years for for our program so that's that's what it's you know making this really good senior year for those group those kids that are still going to be playing with us and, and focusing on winning a league or district title whatever whatever we're offered Scott, does your mindset change in a year like this? I've talked with a lot of people in, in just the college baseball realm as far as how you approach a game day or approach one of those goals. I mean, obviously your your king goal in a normal year is winning a state title um, or district title or something like that. Um, you know, but but now that you don't have that maybe bigger goal to play for, is it, does the season turn more into development for you for the future? Is it honoring the seniors? Is it when at all costs, you know, have you kind of gone through those mental gymnastics yet of like what you really want to do and accomplish out of this year? I'm trying not to be when at all costs. I really am. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to, we'll lean towards the seniors. I, I want, I want them to enjoy their senior. Year. I want them to play ball. I think most of our seniors have gotten to a point where they've earned and, and are good enough to will be to be starters and, and regular regular players on the team so i don't think that's gonna be an issue um but we can't lose we can't lose a, we can't lose kids too either you know we got to make sure that the right guys are playing on varsity um you know I, you don't know what you're gonna get you know you might have 10 new seniors that i don't even know have never played baseball so we'll have to figure some things out in that regard but the kids that have been with us that are seniors that played when they were in eighth grade, that were managers in seventh grade, and have been here for four years, we're not going to – they're going to get taken care of. Um, and that's that's just how it's going to be. I'm going to make sure they're getting their, their playing time, they're contributing, and, and I think they all will. And then uh, we have a smaller junior class and and, I, and a, a pretty big sophomore class with a lot of really baseball first type of guys, same with our freshman class. Um, and we got to make sure we take care of them too, that, uh, that they know that they're just as important this year that they got there. They lost seasons last year too. They didn't get to play summer ball or Babe Ruth or, or, uh, or if they're high school teams or whatever they were going to do. So we gotta, we gotta make sure that they're getting their development correctly. We got to make sure that, that we keep them, you know, if you, you can't just cast them off and say it's it's the seniors world uh you got to do this the right way it's going to be it's going to be different it's going to be tricky and um we've talked about it as a coaching staff a lot of times because uh, again i got to make sure that those guys turn out next year i got uh i, I got a, i got some plans for for some of these these future seasons so uh <laughs> those guys got to know that they're they're important too so we'll, we'll figure it out uh and, and we got to see who's who's turning out first you know, as they're turning out, everybody says they're not. And then day one, it's it's a whole bunch of different guys. A lot of times, those smaller schools, you never know. You never know who's going to be there. So, uh, but yeah, we it's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. I'm with you, man. Because other than my five month old, that's keeping me awake. It's the, the other thing's been keeping me awake lately. Of you know, laying in bed, like what? You know, what is it that we're going to try to? What do we want to do this season? Is it? it it's going to be such a hard. Maybe not necessarily hard, but it'll be an interesting thing to how it plays out with each individual school and how they play this shortened sprint you're you'll go into your you'll, co you'll turn into a coach in the middle of one of those games it's yeah. guaranteed <laughs> you'd be like i mean i thought about that i was like are we gonna bunt this year like do i bunt anymore do we run first and thirds but yeah you have to because that's part of the game but at the same time it why not let guys swing away a little more often uh you know steal a lot of bases that sort of stuff run, you know hit and run that sort of get the put the ball put the game in motion but at the same time i i haven't coached for almost you know two years now and and uh i i gotta 
keep my my skills sharp and I got to make sure that I'm doing game day right and that it's not a walk in the park or I'm just showing up and and uh I guess half assing it for a better word um so it, it we'll see it's gonna be it's gonna be odd I, I don't I don't truly have a correct answer for that I can see it going a couple different ways but I know me in the long run if it's there's a guy on first it's a tie game and no outs I'm probably you know I'm gonna move him over so <laughs> that's just what it's I mean some you know I'll probably lay it down a bunt I mean I'll go back to my try to win skill my my try to win mentality at least and that's good for the kids they're gonna want to win too so right well that's that's you know, like you said, you still got to build for the future and you still got to teach your kids the game of baseball and how to right. win like that. So I got to keep them interested, man. My, one of my good buddies, track coach here, he's a really good friend of mine, but he's, he's good at getting kids to turn off the track. So <laughs> I'm always, I'm always, uh, you know, if I, if I bore somebody to death in a baseball season or, or I give them an opportunity to feel like they're not, uh, they're not going to be a part of this program or not integral part of this program successful part. He, he, he'll get them. He'll, he'll take them. And like I said, I, he's one of my best friends. Um, so I got to make sure. So that's no bad. So I got to make sure that I, uh, I, I keep them interested at practice. I keep practices interesting and, and keep them, you know, alive on game days, that sort of stuff. Well, as we get to wrap this thing up, uh, last question we want to talk to you about. You understand there's something new for you guys happening in baseball in the Colfax, Pullman, Palouse area. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, the Palouse Cougars Academy. I, I just get a little plug. Uh, myself and uh, Evan Hecker, who's a principal at Kamiak Elementary over here. He played baseball for the Cougs, center fielder. I'd say 98 to 2001, somewhere in there. A uh, buddy of mine, though, for a long time, been been involved in youth baseball here coach legion for years i've been kind of talking about uh just a summer program that's its own entity i i, I hate using the word but i'm going to use a select i guess a select program we have it's i wouldn't call it select at least at this point we have a 14u team a 12u team and then if if kids weren't you know they weren't going to play on that team or maybe weren't interested and in, in had that type of summer we have a developmental program too which is practicing hitting in our the sheep barn at the fairgrounds where we hang our cages now. Uh, and then like, I just left the park and, and they were down there scrimmaging a little bit. They'll scrimmage again this sun, this summer. We started it out as, or this, excuse me, this Sunday. Uh, we started out as just, Hey, who it's, it's COVID it's, it's September. Who wants to come down to the park and play baseball? We call it our Sandlot series. And we had like 150 kids show up. And so we just started, we practiced and we, scrimmage and we practice and scrimmage and and then we built it off of this we've got a lot of really good coaches involved like local coaches that have kids at that age group and just want to be involved in baseball um and so i guess you know we don't know what our goal is our goal is to have a facility hopefully sometime uh and then just continue building up baseball one of the big things that we preached and tell our parents and well not our kids they don't make those sort of decisions we tell the parents coaches in the area people involved that this isn't to hurt Little League in Colfax or hurt Little League in Pullman or Moscow. It's to it, we, we want them to play. We want our group to play with us, work out all year, play maybe a tournament or two, and then when local stuff starts, kind of shut down a little bit, or, or maybe even just take a step back and not to shut down necessarily, and and get those kids out into their Babe Ruth teams, get them out into their Little League teams, build those groups back up while we're kind of starting what we're doing so we can build baseball back up in this area. There's good players here. There's good coaches here. There's tons of good coach baseball. Hopefully somebody hears that part. There's a lot of good baseball coaches in this area. We would love to have you involved, whether it's little league, our group, Legion, anything. Uh, and then you throw in Moscow who, who we don't combine with ton, at least not all the time, maybe Pullman and Moscow do a little bit more. I guess I'm, I'm a little further on the outskirts, but we have this community that has enough people to create something that's sustainable, that does it the right way, uh, that involves everybody, whether they make a team or not. Uh, and then we just want to get uh, into a facility at some point and, and get ourselves, you know, uh, uh, our version of Rock Creek. Maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I'd love to have Ravensdale, but I don't think we're going to get that. But uh, but that that's kind of the idea. You know, you'll like someday maybe you'll 
gal, you'll be recruit, recruiting a tournament and you'll see the Palouse Cougars Academy and have a 14U on you know, this side of the field and then down on this end, of, you know, maybe Centralia's Big Park, you'll see the Palouse Cougars Academy 17U type team. That's that's the goal um, and to build up a, a, just a program for our area so the kids don't always have to go to Spokane. They don't have to drive Tri-Cities. Nothing. There's anything wrong with Tri-Cities. Love it. Um, but that's a long ways to go for for summer ball for a year round sport that's that's a lot of driving for mom and dad and if we can put something together here with the great coaches that we have and a facility that's sustainable and does it the right way then then more power and, and more better for our for our kids in the area so that's what we're trying to do it's it's very infantile right now i don't know what's going to happen but we're going to keep doing things the right way and our 14u team will be down in tri-cities not this weekend but the following one so if you're dying for some baseball, Jason, you can you can go. I may even if I you know if I'm there, I'll let you know. Actually, I may go down and watch them. I'm not coaching; I'm just an admin. Hit me up. I will. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come. I'll come watch your guys' practice, and you know, you get go. up here. I worked last time. <laughs> well, Scotty, if if somebody wants to reach out to you about the Plus Summer Series, what's a good way they can get a hold of you? Email. Just email me. I can. If, you can add that, or I don't know how you do it, but it's. Do you want me to say it? Sure, I can add it too. Oh, it's Scott, it's Scott Parish, pss at gmail That's that's the best way. If you if you text me, I may forget to get back to you, but I always I go back through like days and days of emails and 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 get back to them. So do that. Perfect. Well, Scott, thank you so much for taking an hour out of your night to join us and becoming part of the Fungo Banner family. Yeah, I love it. I appreciate you guys. I've been listening to some of these this great inside. It's hard to listen uh, because I'm sitting there trying to do the drills, and and, and then I saw some of the videos, and uh, so I'm like, man, I got it. I need to. I need to get it. I mean, maybe you guys let me be a fly on the wall and listen sometime with uh, with the visual, so I can see those hitting drills. But yeah, I love it. I'm glad you guys are doing this. I think the baseball, the Northwest baseball communities is as good as they get and, and glad to be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, when the the PSS or Plus Summer Series gets going again, we'll have to do an episode live from any stadium that you got going. So we would love to do well, that. I'm always looking for workers, man. That's right. I heard Jason's great with a rake. So just saying. <laughs> oh, man. Awesome. Well, thanks, Scott. And then uh, Jason yep. and Kelly and I will be back in the bullpen to wrap this thing up. <laughs> All right, we're back to wrap this thing up. Uh, thank you. A big thank you to Scott Parrish for coming on with us. Kelly, what you got? Yeah, I, 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 Scott's been someone I've known for quite a while now and, and crossed paths quite a bit, and always good to see him at at Apple Cups, especially because they've always been uh, the You went squad. there. The last it, few years, had to go there. Had to go there. I went off there and respected the guest. <laughs> um, but, no, it was, it was good to hear his passion for – you know, there's nothing better than small community sports, you know, and, and I think um, I know Jason's surrounded by a, a larger community, you know, we're surrounded by a larger community, you know, Eric's got, you know, the Ellensburg is, is in town and whatnot, but you know, the, the small town city lights, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing better than that. And, and um, you know, it kind of sucks for him to hear kind of some of that stuff about having to play second fiddle to the other sports, but um the fact that they've had such success, I mean, I think that, you know, winning solves all problems. Right. And, and I think with the turnouts and stuff that maybe you guys have to deal with the numbers and whatnot, everyone wants to be a part of a winner. Um, and, you know, if you can sustain success, people are always going to want to be a part of that. You know, and it, they want to attach to it. And that's why there's Yankee fans spread out across the country. So they <laughs> win. People want to be associated with that. So uh, obviously he's carrying on a good legacy and, and, and continue to play well and, and have, teams that do well um and he's passionate about it I and mean, that's what it comes down to you have passion about what you do and, and anything in life and uh if you have that people are going to want to be a part of it and, and you're going to be successful because it it matters to you um if it's a chore then people are going to feed off of that and and, and not have the same level of uh, uh, excitement over things and, and obviously he's still excited about that even though he, he cast a, a pretty wide net and stuff that he does so um it was fun to talk with him and, and hear a little bit more about Colfax specific and uh, interesting to fall in the battles between the three of you guys in the future. <laughs> yeah, Kelly, you know, I second that, you know, there's a lot, um, 
a, a positive to say about that small community. You know, you, you, you know, when you're coming into Colfax, coming down the hill, they're feeling that, that those nerves kicking in as a coach. I mean, even for a player, I mean, knowing the president of what they set the tone of that community, the winning tradition, you know, and, you know, they've done a, a an outstanding job. And, and there's a little story I want to share with you guys is that I have a lot of respect for the parishes. Scotty's a great guy. He follows the same footsteps as his father, you know, and, uh, you know, like they say, the fruit doesn't fall from the tree or fall far from the tree. And, you know, when we played them in 2017, <clears throat> you know, at the, you know, we were the home team. We, they made the last out and, uh, and, you know, of course the team goes rushing out and Mike Parrish came out of the the dugout. And the first thing he did, is he came up to me and congratulated what a good contest. And I think that says something about you as an individual, when you give the, the respect to your opponent in, in saying, Hey, we left everything on the field and, you know, it was tough to take a loss, but man, that is something really has stuck with me. And that's the kind of the tone when we talk about taking things from different people. And I know Scotty has a lot of his dad's same characteristics in him. And so what, that's an honorable thing to have, but uh, you know, I, I just think that there will be a time where, you know, may come, you know, maybe, you know, Eric will, will play herself, each other here in a state tournament, you know, and, and it, we come to that time, you know, and, and we give each other the, the gratuities to each other and at the end of the game. But, but no, I think that's, uh, that's all about what baseball is all about, you know, and, and being able to what, see what they're doing at Colfax and the continue continuation of the, of the history. It, it's just great. And uh, I really, honestly, coach Parrish is doing an outstanding job. Yeah, Scotty's been a, a good friend. I'm glad I've gotten to know him. And we both went the same path, the whole Big Ben to Central. And there's a lot of people in this world that have done that path to play for the Vikings and then head to the Wildcats. But, uh, you know, when I threw my – I threw a bullpen for Central in high school and Scotty was warming up that day. My, my, my story from Scott that day was, hey, you can use my ball, but give it back. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. You know, there's this senior in college telling the senior in high school that. But, uh, you know, it's – the, the Colfax tradition of baseball, you know, when you, like I said earlier, when you see there, when you get put against them in the regional tournament right away, and you're like, okay, we, we got to be ready to go because, you know, just like when we play prep, we know what we got to expect. And, and, you know, the, the goals of sustaining success as long as they've and consistently as they had and building the program that they have, you know, we've always had been successful, you know, competitive at Kittitas, but it's that getting competitive and then winning those games when you, when you're supposed to be. And that's what they've been doing for years now. And, and I know that he said some very humble things about not screwing it up or whatnot, but we know he's not going. I mean, Scott's going to do a good job keeping that thing rolling. And uh, I look forward to the battles for, forward. Hopefully we can get a dub against those guys someday. It's We haven't gotten one yet in our era of uh, doing it, but I, we just know that it's something to strive for in the fact of, you know, quality baseball programs and wanting to be competed when your name's – when people think of Colfax baseball in the state of Washington, think of good things. That's for sure, especially from the east side of the mountains and, and the respect on the west side as well. So we wrap this thing up. We are excited. Thank you again, Scott Parrish, for joining us. Um, thank you to all our listeners. And, and we ask anybody out there, please, if you have a friend, a coach, anywhere in the in the world, Pacific Northwest, the whole United States, please share this episode with them. Let's try to grow this Fungo Banner family one friend at a time. Share it with everybody. Big thank you to Devo Bats, the official Fungo of the Fungo Banner podcast. Safeguard out of the Tri-Cities. Love their stuff, what they're doing. Guys, until next time, take care of one another. Let's get back to baseball. Pacific Northwest Fungo Banner is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please get on and give us a rate and review. Keep up to date with us on Facebook at Pacific Northwest Fungo Banter and on Twitter at Fungo Banter PNW. Fungo Banter Podcast is powered by Devo Bats, the official bat and fungo of your Pacific Northwest Fungo Banter Podcast. Go check them out on all social media platforms and at DevoBats.com. Fungal Banner is also powered by Safeguard out of the Tri-Cities. We are proud to have them on board with us making the Fungal Banner gear. Guys, local company out of the Tri-Cities, please go online, check them out, trysafeguard.com. 
for all your printing and advertising needs.